Hey guys, Dan and Cannon here. Cannon, are you going to the Fence Workers Association's uh, fence show? Oh, you better believe it. And I'm going to get in for free, Dan, and I'm going to tell you how you can get in for free too. Hey, just click that link below the show and enter code MFL50. That's MFL50, Dan. We'll get three days free admission to the exhibit floor to the Fence Show and Security Expo, Las Vegas, Nevada, August 2023. Cannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. You're listening to My Fence Life. Powered by Southwest Automated Security. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. Man, look, man, they're already telling us in the comments what they're drinking. You guys learn great, fence lifers. I love this, man. <laughs> already. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't have to ask. They just, they, they're, they're, look, they're checking in. Shane Cat and Miller Lite. Um, Ray Hoyer, whiskey. It's 30 in Texas, he says. 30 over here in Indy is what Shane Catton says. Fence lifers. Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome to the live edition of my fence life. It's just Dan and I tonight, and you guys, the Fence Lifers, the best gang in the nation. What's up, guys? Hey, we're doing episode number 63 tonight and doing one of our favorite show types, the easiest one, the one that we can just talk and talk and ramble and ramble, MFLQA. That's my Fence Life Q&A, just for the record. And we got a few questions already in the queue, and we'll gladly take some more. Right, Dano? That's right, man. That's right. I love some MFLQA. Ooh, me too, boy. Hey, look, tonight, guys, the theme is around scheduling. Mm. As somebody suggested recently, I saw this on the Facebook groups. You might have saw it yourself. It might be the biggest issue that we all face. I don't know if it's the biggest, but we all face it. I know we do. Let's be honest about it. Let's talk about it. Fence lifers, come on. Right now, it could even mean fighting to keep a full schedule. Is that you? Are you fighting that right now as we move closer and closer to Christmas, closer and closer to January, February? Are you having a hard time keeping the schedule full? Be honest, fence lifers, let's go. Dan, is your bottle already empty, bro? Yeah, man, I'm cleaning out. I got three bottles up here. I got to okay, I gotta get okay, rid of them. Okay. I got to get I'll rid of them. If we need to pause, man, I, I understand. <laughs> I don't want you to throw it in the same empty-handed now. <laughs> Hey guys, um, back to the, back to the notes here. Um, is it possible that you're feeling pressure to drop the bottom out of your pricing? Uh, how do you manage repairs and maintenance costs? That's another question we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, you know, those ones that kind of pop up sporadically throughout the week. What are you doing to make sure those guys and gals get handled in a timely manner? Also, what are you doing to make sure that clients are clearly communicated with about their schedule date? And what if the schedule date changes? We know sometimes. The rain, the weather, stuff happens. We have to move people around. How do you stay on top of this? Uh, how do you stay fluid and on top of the game communication-wise? Dan, we got some great questions tonight, bro. Let's let's dive into this. Yeah, man, let's do it. I'm down. I'm all about scheduling. I know I schedule one way, you schedule another way, but it works for both of us. I'm sure there's other people scheduled differently, and it works, but we're going to talk about how we do things, man, and uh, also about this uh, – Dropping the bottom out on your prices, huh? That's not a good idea. Absolutely. Hey, Dad, I like that hat, bro. You like it? Good, because it ain't going to stay on for long. But (laughs) it's a finch track hat, guys. 
I got, I, I don't know, man. The UPS guy had to come in with a dolly. He brought in so yes. many of these damn hats, bro. <laughs> so Brett over at Finch Track sent us a bunch of hats. He said, give them out yeah. to the listeners. So yep. Benji over at Clever Fox, he's uh, he's going to add to the, um, shoot, the, the contact info thing form at the bottom of the website, MF, <laughs> myfencelife.com. He's adding down there. Go fill it out and request some swag, and we'll send it to you, man. Oh, oh. should we show him the other thing from uh, Finch Track? Man, well, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, so Fence Track. Speaking of Fence Track, hey, look, guys, we love Fence Track. And this is what I'm doing. I've got one hat already uh, hitting the mail tomorrow. If you've got a picture of a Fence Track fence that you built, throw it on the page. You can't hide it. Don't text it to me. I want to see it on the freaking page for the public. That's right. Tell me where it is. Tell me what your address is. I'm sending a hat and a shirt your way. I don't want all these things. I can only rock one at a time. But Fence Life. Uh, has this new license plate coming in January. This is just a teaser, Dan. We don't even have the real thing yet. This is just a replica brought to you by Fence Track. Guys, check this out pretty soon. We're going to be sending swag to your house. Look, this is a 6 by 12 replica. Um, not a replica. This is a license plate. We want to see these on the front of your trucks, bro. This is a Fence Life plate. Tell me that ain't cool. Yeah, man. Brought to you by Finch Track. It looks just like a license plate. I will have one on the front of my truck. Absolutely. I think it's got some QR codes on it, too, if I'm right. Benji put on there so you can find the show, find the links to all our partners and all the things we talk about, man. And they never expire. You don't have to go to the courthouse and buy more. And guess what? We're going to also have these at Fence Tech, and we'll be giving them out. So... Amen, brother. Hey, guys, let's make this thing official, Dan. Offense Lifers, we have a uh, we have a new name for the listeners, the audience. The it's not it's not about that, really, Dan. That's not fair. Uh, this is a community. It ain't us versus you or you versus us or us talking to y'all. It's this is us, man. We're in this thing together. You guys are in the comments every single week, and guys, we have come up with a new name for you. And if you want to get this tatted on your neck, we'll send you another license plate for free on the house. You guys are now called <laughs> Fence Lifers, and we don't care if you like it or not. That's what we are, too. We're fence lifers. What do you think about that, Dano? I like that. Some one percenters? Huh? Can we go that far? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Hey, guys. Welcome to the realest and the baddest fence show on the planet. Sometimes we're out of control, but I think you guys are liking it. I like it. It's a lot of fun. Hey, guys. Let's make it official. The date today, December the 14th. 14th, 2022. We got like, what's that, 16 more days, I think, in this month. It's slipping on by. And the time is 6.49 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hey, guys, this show is for you and this show is for us. This show is for all the fence lifers out there doing the daggum thing day in and day out. And if you're out here living this fence life with us, you know, you know it's a real life. It can be really, really real. So look, guys, uh, we want to see this thing grow and continue. And we got some great news about the growth of this show coming up here in just a minute. But if you will do us a favor, just do us a little favor, man. We don't, we don't, we don't want you guys to give us anything. Just share the show. <coughs> Excuse me. Leave us a Tell review. Next, yeah, there's fence people all across the nation. Uh, we're fence nation, baby. Uh, tell, tell all your fence friends, tell the, tell the competitors, tell the guys that you meet at the Home Depot store, tell the guys at Fence Tech. If you're in the groups, share the show. Just let us let us get the word out. That's all we ask. Um, and if and if you like listening to this show, you got to know you can listen to it not just here on Facebook, but also on Apple, also on Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. There's like 30 different platforms that you can listen to My Fence Life. If there's a podcast platform, maybe 
clock it. We're in it. We're on it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. You'll never miss an episode. Um, hey, guys, my name is Cannon Johnson, and I'm with Jackson Fence Company in Medina, Tennessee. And, Dan, look at this. Uh, this Christmas portrait we got of our team here. I was noticing uh, that, man. Y'all looking sharp, boy. Thank you, brother. It's a great photo, man. I love it. Uh, hoping to get it hung up here, but uh, we've only got one, and it's actually being contested right now about where it goes. I want it here so you guys can see it, but it might end up in another I, room. I, I personally think you need to raise it up about two and a half boards, hang it right there, and let everyone in, in the world see who your team is every week. Call it, call it what it is, huh? Yeah. Life. Look at Matt Lowry. Thank you, Matt. We You're the you boss, man. Everybody. You make the choices. You make the decisions. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, this is my co-host, my good old buddy, old pal. He needs to put that hat back on. That hat was looking right on your head, Dan. Oh, Dan is who we call the fence king. A crown might fit a little bit better on that big old four head, that five head, that six head. He's from Mandeville, Louisiana. <laughs> and the fence king, I'm going to let him slide this week, guys, is known for its beautiful wood fence. And providing privacy, security, and peace of mind since 1999. Guys, this is our show, not just me and Dan, all of us fence lifers, my fence life. Yo, everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get started, come on, get started, come on, get started, let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Nice. What's up, man? Hey, we got three rules to the show, guys. We're going to be talking beer, we're going to be talking bourbon, and we're going to be talking business. I that's all the rules. Huh? Based on the comments, I think they know some of the rules. All right. So I'm, I'm finishing off whiskey tonight, man. These are bottles I've been working on for a few weeks. My Wiseman, Kentucky Isle, it's done. I finished it. Then when nice. I'm done with that, I might make it through the rest of this Jack Daniels single barrel. And then I'll move on to the next one, but I'm cleaning it up because I plan on getting a lot of bourbon for Christmas. That's right. So, what you drinking on, Cannon? All right, man. I got some Miller Lite. And me and Shane Catton, we're on the same tip tonight. Uh, man, this is a good flavored beer. I had one for the first time two weeks ago. Uh, it's a lot like my Bush Light go to. Um, yeah, a little bit more of a hoppy flavor. Uh, it's just a different, you know, little, yeah, mix it up a little bit. But Shane Catton, he's in the comments. He's drinking Miller Lite, and it's 30 degrees down in Indy. And, Dan, I don't mean to hijack, but, guys, you know what to do. If you're drinking something, let us know in the comments what you're drinking on. Um, can we go ahead and hit these up right now? I forget what we do right now, Dan. I don't know. You're supposed to be following the script. I'm supposed to say something like, Put in the comments what you're drinking. And right. I'm, the, I'm the blue highlighted stuff on the, on the on. <laughs> We got to change the script, bro. They're already putting the comments in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little amazed at how old are you, Cannon? Oh, man, 35. You're 35 and you just had Miller Lite for the first time? Two weeks. Well, I've had it before, but not really. Like, not, I had my old six pack. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay, you've had it, but this is the first time yeah. you've had to enjoy more than one in a row. So you can I went out and enjoy the, 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 the great taste, less filling flavor. That is what it is, isn't it? I wonder if that's what keeps Shane Catton looking so so sharp <laughs> out there, huh? What about Kobe Beerman down here looking like the Joker in this picture? What's shaking fence ninja sipping <laughs> on some sausage gravy? That guy says the craziest stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Ray Hoyer. He's drinking the whiskey. I wonder what kind of whiskey he's drinking in Texas. Thirty degrees in Texas. Is that true? What is it in Louisiana? Uh I really don't know, man. I know we had a big storm come through today. And uh let me look at my watch. Fifty nine. Wow. I haven't okay. been outside since the rain came through. So yeah, the it's temperature dropped like I don't know, fifteen degrees or so. Mm. Hey, yeah. Ray says he's drinking um some crown black down there. There you go. 
I'm not Nathan a crown Dales. guy, but yeah. Ooh, Woodford Reserve Holiday Special. That's what I'm talking about. What about this guy right here? You know this guy? Mitchers. Yeah. Which Mitchers you drinking, Kenny? What about this fellow right here? You know this guy? I love me some Guinness. Yeah, I know that guy. I accused him of having a ponytail today. <laughs> Benji McKinney of Clever Fox. Dot. Dot. Online. online. Drinking Guinness pints tonight. He said pint with a, a like a S in the little parentheses, like because he knows. Well, he's, he's drinking a pint, but he plans on drinking more after that. So we just. I feel that, Benji. I feel that, bro. I feel that. Uh, okay, so Shane Catton says he's gonna run out of um, light, Miller Light soon, and drink bluish necks. And Susan, Susan K. Worley of SAS drinking Corona tonight. Yeah, we talked about her today in the phone call. What about this guy, Matt Ludeman? There you go. Founders. All day. IPA. Keep up the solid work, fellas. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Jesse Lloyd. <clears throat> uh, Fence Guy 8 on TikTok. That's the guy. Vanilla Crown. Uh, look at here, my boy, Tony Thornton, drinking sweets. Hey, Tony's so wholesome, man. I love that he guy. He is, man. The Richard Petty offense. Yeah. Somebody put, said the cow petty earlier. I was like, no, that's that's the I, <laughs> look, man. I don't I don't watch NASCAR. When we were taking notes on future guests, I put the Kyle Petty of of racing, and I saw you and Benji laughing, and I was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> like, that's a next generation, bro. That's that's a that's a, that's still an honor. Don't even well, wrong. Look, look at look at look at consultant Ryan in here drinking water. Mm. Oh, consultant Ryan. Fun. Sounds Come on, good. man. Let's get this party started. Let's yeah, go. We got a lot of people in the in the comments. Hey, guys, we're coming to you live tonight from the Southwest Automated Security Studio. Your one-stop shop. Seriously, call Susan K. Worley. I don't know any other number. I just call Susan. Uh, but look, she'll help you out and, and fast, you know. Hey, Dan, I told you today, uh, I said, look, man, she's like, you know, those waitresses that, that refuse to carry a notebook and write your order down. And you're thinking, like, are they going to remember this? You know, she's that person, bro. You'll call Susan K. Worley. She's in the child pickup line. And you're like, hey, Susan, I need to order some gate stuff, girl. And she's like, um, okay, yeah, cool. And then you hear, like, a kid laughing and like where are you at well I, i'm in the school pickup line picking up what, what do i need to call you back later <laughs> no i got this and like she literally somehow in a few minutes you get a freaking quote and then in a few days like literally amazon prime type stuff what you wanted on the phone in the school pickup line is at your freaking door man it's crazy hey guys um your one-stop shop, Southwest Automated Security, uh, gate automation, access, control, video, surveillance, hardware, and more. They're freaking blowing up. And, guys, I'm proud to be a part of this thing, my fence life, SAS. It's a long-lasting marriage. I love it. With 19 locations, Southwest Automated Security. We get the stuff that you want to your doorstep fast. Visit southwestautomated.com. <laughs> Man, that's Jerry Ro- Jelly Roll. Didn't you just go to one of his concerts? I did go to his concert, but that's not Jelly Roll. That's like a Bone Crusher. That's even oh. worse. <laughs> I don't even know, man. I can't keep up with that. I'm old. Oh, good, bro. All right, man. It's time for a review. And I love the name of the guy who did this review. His name is Big Shirley of Kansas. Mm, I don't wow. know who y'all, Big Shirley, but you're in Kansas, and I'm glad you're there and not here, right? <laughs> Danny Cannon, the change in the fence industry one week at a time. I wish they had an episode every, and it's all caps, every week because I'm hungry for more. Big Shirley, okay. Kansas. Whoo, Big Shirley, that's a tall order, man. We had a show every day? Jesus Christ. Oh, every day, every day. Yeah, yeah. I can barely do three or four or whatever the hell we're doing. 
Holler at Susan. Step it up, Susan. Yeah, Susan, <laughs> we're going to need another check. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not talking oh, about Susan it. anymore. No we more. Susan, yeah, we love anyway, good stuff, man. Um, Where's that mean, come I, from? I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind doing uh, from Apple. I wouldn't mind doing that every day. Imagine if we just did podcasts every day and just mm, talked about what a life. stupid stuff. And I couldn't do that. Pepper would be so mad because I'd be like drunk every day. Fence guys from the bed. <laughs> I never get out of bed. Just, <laughs> just get a hospital you. bed. Have the mic swung over. Right. <laughs> All I need is a mic and a remote control. <laughs> when did Shane Catton record that for us? Fence guys coming to you from the bedroom. I got, I got a little. I got a little Shane Catton on here somewhere. I don't know where though. I got so much stuff on this thing, man. Oh, is a shampoo stealing, podcast spitting, swamp butt having, son of a gun. <laughs> this is like one of our real phone calls right now. What are we doing? Just being stupid. All right, let's move on. This is the Dan and Cannon show, guys. Yeah. We might even change it to the Dan and Cannon show. Just keep it real. Do that. Hey, Dan, salute, man. <clears throat> I got some big news, bro. Really. Are you sitting down over there? I'm always sitting down. <laughs> like really, I sitting down. Like oh, let me get in my hold on, seat. Hold on, hold on, hold on to your arm there. On. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. All right, so look, Dan, this just in, bro. We did some homework tonight. All right, guys, listen to us here now. We really want to say thank you to all the fence lifers out there, guys. Thirty thousand listeners in the last six. <laughs> <months>. <laughs> 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 30,000 in six months, bro. That's like 5,000 a month. Hey, guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't do it without you. How about that? This is really Fence Nation, and we're proud to be a part of it, guys. Thank you so, for listening to the realest and the baddest Fence show on the freaking planet. My Fence Life. Tell your friends. So that's 30,000 listeners in the past six months. You heard that, Dan Wheeler? You better get your shit together, buddy. <laughs> I Ooh. told him yes, he had 40. <laughs> <laughs> I called him today. Gave him a hard time. We're gonna have him and we're gonna have him and Joe on the show. Can we release that? Yeah, two weeks from now, right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna uh, take you out. New year. We're gonna bring in the new year with the four guys that uh, do podcasting and just kind of hang out and shoot the shit and figure out what's going on with our year and what we're gonna plan for next year. I guess I don't know. December the twenty eighth. Dan and Dan <laughs> and Cannon and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Cannon, Dan and Dan. Yeah, man. Maybe time. we should bump it to the uh, like New Year's Eve. Have a special edition. Ah, oh, that's too much. We're doing too much. Nah, there. I'm old lady with freak. What the hell are you doing recording the show? I'm trying to get home too, bro. Yeah. Hey, look, Dan. Uh, I talked to some of my favorite people today, man. Like every day, I'm so blessed by all the people that are in my phone. That I've got a freaking, I've got a fence contact list. It's probably worth some money, you know. Like I could probably black market this this phone list I got here. But look, man. I talked to Susan King Worthy. I told you that a little bit earlier. So I'm I'm on the phone with Susan. So I just I just call her cell phone. I don't know any other number. I'm I'm assuming that they have a phone line at SAS, but I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I just call Susan. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm, I'm calling her, and um, she's like, "Man, Cannon, we're literally in the middle of a tornado, and people are still pouring in to see us for the gate equipment." Man, like what a testimony, bro. That, that was today. Today, yeah, I called it a day, and um, she was like. 
okay, what do you need? Boom, 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 hand on me. And usually we got a little, you know, chit chat, something about the show, you know, whatever, right? And she's like, all right, I got to go. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I got to go. I got people at the counter. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. It's, it's, it was freaking storming outside. And a tornado, bro. She probably got off the phone quick with me to get on the phone quick with you. <laughs> Cannon's beeping in. I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> He's more important. <laughs> My favorite podcast was Colin, Dan. I got to go. Sorry. <laughs> oh, damn. Now you're starting to sound like Wheeler. No, but look, man, what what a testimony, SAS. Uh, they can't even lock the doors in the event of a tornado. They have to keep them open because they're that freaking busy, and I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. Hey, also, I talked to Tony Thornton today, man. So I'm gonna, I want to talk about this for a minute. Um, so... We build a lot of our gates and shop. You know that. You know, in house. You know yeah. that, though, Dano. And so, I holler at my, uh, holler at my buddy Shane over at Stevens Pipe. I say, Hey, Shane, you quote on a gate, will you? Uh, it's a thirty foot roadway, um, so I need the gate to be forty six foot long. Sure enough, he gives me the quote. He says, uh, "Shane's a jokester now." He's like, "Man." <laughs> why would you build, the, why would you ask for 46 foot when all the gates are 45 foot? And so I just wrote back to him. I said, dude, I, I, look, I ain't got time for this right now, man. All I know is Tony Thornton wrote the gate Bible, okay? And he said, measure the roadway, do the counterbalance that's half the roadway, and add a foot. Mm-hmm. So do it that way. And uh, next thing I knew, uh, when after that, I, I text Tony. I said, "Hey, I, I was trying to fact check my own my own statement there." I said, "I said Tony." I text Tony Thornton. I said, "Hey, man, did you write this uh, gay Bible?" <laughs> you know. And um, as soon as I text that, uh, he called me. Tony called me, and he he said, "Man, what's going on?" And so I start telling him, and then Shane calls me, and I'm like, "Hold on, Tony." Shane called me. Three way. I see it now. We finna have, we finna <laughs> we finna get down to the nitty gritty. Right this shit straight. Know? <laughs> so I answer, answer Shane. I patch him in. I said, "Hey Shane, listen, man, you're calling the ASTM hotline. I've got the Gate Bible artist uh, on the other line. Tony, <laughs> Shane, Shane, Tony. This is Cannon. Guys, ding, ding, ding. Round one. Let's go. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> and so, look, I want to, I want to tell you about these gates, man, because, uh, because it is Tony's, Tony's right, man. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people, and I'm not saying it's wrong. You know, it's probably not wrong at all. I mean, it'll be just fine, but, um. So, so they're building the gates at, at, at the opening and half. So a 30-foot gate opening, they build them at 45. So mm-hmm. where's the plus one? Where's the extra foot come from? Why are we saying why are we saying 46? Well, so the inside, the in, so when you do the gate, the roadway, 30 foot, that's a measurement from the inside of that four-inch post or mm-hmm. six-inch post, whichever way you're going, to the inside of the other post. That's 30 foot. That's I the roadway. I know what it is. Yeah, right. Um, and then the counterbalance to that 30-foot opening needs to be 15-foot. You measure that from the outside of the two counterbalance posts, right? So truly from the inside of that, um, the, the latch post, let's say, to the outside of the counterbalance post, you've got 45-foot. Now, when you bring that gate shut, Dan, that, that, that cantilever is supposed to go behind the latch post. I mm-hmm. think maybe three inches behind it, you know? Um, and then on the other side, on the counterbalance side, um, you don't want the gate to come off, right? And so what do they do? They put a, they put a stop on the gate. And the stop bumps into the roller, keeps it, you know? Right. And that's another three or four inches, you know? And so that's where the extra foot comes from, you know? Um, and so I think what a lot of people are doing is they're setting their um, counterbalances at eight and a half foot rather than 
you know, the 10 foot or whatever, you know what I mean? So I'd rather uh, have just, a little extra. Yeah, man. Why not? Which, you know, how does it hurt? It'll make it stronger too, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's no way it doesn't make it stronger. But anyways, that's the Tony Thornton, Thornton Fence Consulting Group. Uh, tip of the day. Tony, that's a free plug for you, bro. Thanks for helping me out, taking my calls. and. Uh, so did uh, did uh, Shane get TKO'd? <laughs> the Shane lost that fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, you can sell a foot more gate, man. Get on, get on this, bro. Every time, yeah. Every, seriously, man. Just think of how many feet you done left out there that you couldn't sold. Thousands. He's like, man, we always do time, time and a half. I'm like, man. <laughs> so what you tell me? You've left thousands of feet of of, of gate on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man that's your bonus check Shane you're welcome yeah thank you man <laughs> thank you so man we got the breaking news coming in early on us tonight huh must be yeah, important what we got golfer Bit off man's nose in argument over golf game. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. These two cats were playing golf together, man. Dude was 51. Bit this other cat's nose off, right? He fled the scene in a Tesla before turning himself in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the nose was not found as the victim was taken to the hospital. Officers responding uh, to the complaint of an assault at the Hollywood Casino Monday night in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. I thought this kind of stuff only happened in Florida, man. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a Florida store. Yeah, it does. Well, Mississippi's pretty damn close to Florida, right? It touches. Yeah. Doesn't it? Or no? Uh, maybe so. Right there at Mobile Bay, maybe? No, no. No, Alabama's in there. Alabama comes down and says, nope, you ain't touching Florida. Close so enough. anyway, they, they were told that they were arguing throughout the day of the golf game got got into a, a little uh, a little spaffle a little fight and uh, the guy was charged with felony costing five grand to get out of jail they never found the guy's nose and the funny thing is the uh, whole punchline of the story is that mr wells no pun intended faces up to seven years in prison <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny he faces up to 20, uh, whatever I mean, he is in prison, I said. Good stuff, man. So, hey, breaking news brought to you by Job Nimbus. Be more profitable. Yes. Be more organized. That's right. Be more of everything, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Hey, that's just some extra hype music for you, bro. Yeah, I like that, man. Even though I don't even know who sings it or plays it. I had it all screwed up, right? It's all good. It's all good. No worries. <laughs> so, man, what we got? What we got man. for tonight? All right. So, hey, uh, Benji, if you're if you're listening tonight, put this in our notes somewhere, man. Um, this is the point. Once we get through all this stuff, this fluff, we need a sound effect that's like like a boxing match. Where it's like ding, ding, ding. That'd be a great way to segue. That'd be a great segue. So, Benji, if you can get the work on that for us, uh, Benji, cover Fox. That online. Yeah, put down that pint of Guinness. Let's get to work. All right, guys. Uh, tonight, Dan and I, we're going to attempt, do a bloody attempt on the MFLQA. And, guys, our MFLQAs, this is where we, we simply, I'm going to tell you what we're doing here. Uh, we're finding questions either out of our, our, our Facebook Messenger, um, out of our inboxes on our on our phones, or we're simply hijacking them from the Facebook groups, one or the other, you know. So, yeah. so it's it's uh, 
you never know if you ask a question on Facebook, it might get answered here. And we don't even take away answering your question. We'll take that joker and we'll answer it. We're going to deep dive into all this stuff tonight. And guys, I just want to say these questions tonight are brought to you by Expert Stain and Seal, the absolute best way to protect your wood fence. If you want a long-lasting wood fence that looks great, it's going to get you more phone calls. You need expert stain and seal with 17, 18, 19. We, we're still debating the amount of colors that are available, the flavors. There's tons. There's tons. There's tons. But what we do know is it's employee proof. It self levels. It doesn't smell. And it makes your fence look better than the rest. Yes, so it expert does. stain and seal, thank you for being a sponsor of these questions tonight. Dan, you ready? I'm ready, man. What you got? Hit me with your best right. shot. Ooh, man. Now, look, if, 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 before we dive into this stuff, guys, this, I'm going to take the Joe Everest approach here. I'm going to say, look, this is just my opinion. That's all it is. <laughs> right? Right? You're right, Dan? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and if you've got an opinion of your own, hey, give us a, give, give us a cue in the comments. Um, can I call in tonight, Dan, or is that shut down? Um, I don't have it hooked up. My phone's probably about to die too, man. I should have been more prepared for that. Our phone bill. Uh, but look, man, if you got a question of your own, leave them in the comments. If you got a comment about our comments, leave them in the comments. Um, and if you got a comment about how much you love us or, or how much you know think Canon looks better than Dan, let us know that too. We're happy to hear all that stuff. Uh, we won't have any of those comments. I can guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dan, you want to ask the first question? Yeah, man, let me get to it. So. Um, we got our very first question is from Micah Woodward. We were, uh, we were surfing the, uh, the Facebook groups, right? And he said, how is everyone handling the communication to the consumer, to the customer regarding their place on the schedule? Our schedule is ever changing, especially the last two years. And we are finding it to be increasingly difficult to stay on top of the communication as the schedule changes. We have anywhere from 50 to 90 jobs on the board at any given time, so it's definitely a challenge. Is there a calendar software that sends an automated email or text updating them as the schedule changes? Any info is appreciated. Hmm. Wow. I responded to that guy, too. All right. So, how is Dan, how are you handling the communication with your customer? Well, I'm going to just read my response to him. Uh, this is how we do it at Defense King, and it's been working very well for us. Uh, we let the customer know an approximate week that we're going to be there. Then we let them know that we will reach out two weeks prior, and then the week of, we'll let them know a day. And, of course, this is all weather permitting, okay? Mm-hmm. And to do that, we use Job Nimbus. So I'll go in, and I will set up a customer a particular way on my calendar. Uh, I'll make a task for them like on a Sunday. Um, And if you name the task a particular thing, you can schedule an automation by it. And it knows that two weeks prior to when that is done, when it hits that two-week mark, it automatically sends out an email and a text that says, hey, we're about two weeks out. So we don't even call them. And they'll respond, oh, thank you so much, I was wondering. You know? Then, as I then... Once that happens and I'm scheduling them, I actually change the type of task that it is. So now it switches to a different automation. And a week prior, it says that, hey, we're coming next week. Be on the lookout for a phone call from my assistant, from from Kirsten, and she will give you an approximate day, weather permitting, of course. Wow. And it just does it all for me. So it's really easy, man. It really is. Now, look. 
doesn't run perfect every time because sometimes I'll run late and I don't get the schedule done when I'm supposed to get it done and they don't get one of the automations and I'm like, Kirsten, catch up with all these people because, you know, it happens, right? But 85% of the time, it works like a charm. Yep. You know? So that's how we let our customers know what's going on and what's happening. And we hold their feet to the fire, man. Hey, you know, yeah, you might have signed your contract on um, July 1st, but you didn't pay us till July 10th. And that's when the clock starts ticking. Mm-hmm. You don't get 10 days on your schedule. It's, you know, we told you it's six weeks and it's from the 10th when you paid. We don't put anybody on the schedule till we get some moolah. Right. So um, are, are you using the job Nimbus schedule to help with that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So uh, I, I, just use, I just use their calendar. Yeah. I go into the job. I make a task for the job. And we stick them all on Sunday. So Sunday will just be stacked up with jobs. And we know how many days, you know, we got five days in a week. And we bid all our jobs. We know how many man hours there is. So it's like, all right, this is a day and a half. And this is a day and a half. Well, that's three days worth of work. You know, and we just schedule by the day. We stack them up on a Sunday, and it's pretty easy. I can go on my schedule right now and tell you exactly who's scheduled four or five weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So, they, I, I like that approach, Dan. But you know what uh, else we do? Just a little tidbit. I also put how much the job is. Okay. So then I know in, in the uh, task name, I'll put the total. So then I know how much production I have scheduled for that week. Mm. Then after the week goes through, Kirsten goes behind me, and she, on a Sunday, makes a task under me and okay. puts how much we actually produce that week. So I can go back a year from now and look and go, oh, okay, we did X amount of production that week, and we had two crews with three men per crew on it. Yep. So that's how we do it. A lot of people use spreadsheets, but I'm just using Job Nemesis calendar. So let me take a stab at this one too, Dan. Uh, this is, Micah, this is a great, great question about uh, communicating to, 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 the, to the clients and, and, and keeping the schedule and, and letting them know uh, when you're coming. Uh, if we're honest, you know, what do we do with the fence company? Well, we build fences, you know, and, and to us, um, it's, I mean, I guess it's kind of sad, but it can get, get kind of mundane. Like, you know, we just go out and we kick butt, we kick butt and we build a fence, you know? And, um, y- you know, you can, I don't know what the word, not take it for granted. I'm saying, but it, when you do it every day, it's not, I mean, it's just, it's our, it's our job. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's our passion. It's our hobby. It's our, it's our, we're good at it. You know? If you flip the script and, and, and if you're able to put yourself in those people's shoes, you know, it's a really freaking big deal. I'll give you an example. I just bought a dishwasher from Home Depot, right? And the Home Depot delivery team is actually going to not just bring it. They're going to put it in and hook it up for me. I'm excited about that because ours stopped working quite some time ago. And I'm excited about that, right? And today I woke up and I said, hey, it's the 14th. I think Home Depot's coming to do the dishwasher today, you know? Nothing against Home Depot here, but guess what? They didn't come, you know? They didn't come. And, and, and it might be on me that I didn't know, but also I, 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 I was expecting them, you know? And I kind of um, I kind of hung close by today thinking that they were going to call me anytime and say, we'll be there in an hour, you know what I mean? Um, I didn't say at my house, but I didn't, I didn't get too far away either, you know? Um, but 
I'm a customer of theirs, and I'm I'm anticipating this. I'm like, hey, I'm kind of excited about this. You know, it's gonna be kind of cool to have a dishwasher again that works. You know, and um, yeah, they didn't come. And I'm not saying it's their fault. It might be my fault, but I don't know when they're coming. At the same time, you know what I mean. So I'm kind of out there lingering, like, well, they're coming tomorrow or the next day. When when are they coming? You know what I mean? I don't know. I really don't know. And so it, you know, when you put yourself in the the the, the other. Um, the other side of this equation of, of buying and or building a fence, you want to know. I mean, it's a, it's a really big deal. You know what I mean? And so, first of all, let's just understand that people want to know, and it's a big deal. So, um, Micah, Micah's question is kind of loaded. Um, first of all, Micah says he's, he, he has anywhere from 50 to 90 jobs on the board at any given time. So, it's definitely a challenge. Micah, my, you know, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's a lot of jobs to manage, you know. And at some point, it almost becomes, you know, like a full-time job for somebody just to manage and, and, and coordinate the schedule. You know, it's um, the, the more we're growing, the more we're having to add, you know, um, but the more powerful we're becoming at the same time because now we're delivering a superior product and a service, you know. And so if you've got 50 to 90 people or jobs, rather, that you're trying to coordinate at any given time, uh, you know, I guess my gut instinct is like that's a full-time job in and of itself. Like there needs to be somebody on payroll, and that's their responsibility is moving people around and making sure those people know what's going on. That's just my gut instinct when I see that, you know. Um, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, um, especially this time of the year. If that's, if that's true right now, you know, and this question, Dan, came from November the 30th. So it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's recent, pretty fresh. Man. Yeah. It's so. recent, you know, and um, I think the thing too about it is, is this guy, uh, Brad, how you say that last name? Hajek? Hajek? Uh, yeah, that's the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he said the biggest issue you face with is, you know, mixing in repairs and emergency calls. What does that do to your schedule? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. We deal with that. Lady calls. Her gate's not working right. It's not shutting. It's twisted and it's warped it or it's cracked, even though we told them it's going to do that, right? Yep. How do you handle those kind of things? Yep. Um, so I want to stay with that first thing real fast, and I'm not quite Oh, did I cut you off? I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I, I even, I, look, I'm not going to say it cut me off, man. You were so excited you went forward without me. Yeah, that's all. It's no big deal. That's all good, bro. I'm with you. Go ahead. Get back to it, man. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, look, so, Micah, right, 50 to 90 jobs. This is my next thing, bro. I would tell you to, um, what am I doing? I'm only scheduling like three weeks out at a time, and that's that's at our busiest season because I know, I know. If we if we schedule a five week schedule, it's gonna change so much. I'm I'm really wasting my time, you know. I'm really wasting my time, and so I'm counting. I know how many hours we got in the week. I'm counting how many hours are assigned to the jobs, and I right. can look. I can add all that up real fast and tell you how far out we are, without putting you on the schedule. Um, at the same time, it's my goal to get you on the schedule as soon as possible, so that. We have your, your your date and your reservation made. You know, let's let's call it a reservation. Doesn't that sound more more professional? Like if you go to dinner, do you want to go to dinner or do you want to make reservations for dinner? That doesn't doesn't that sound more special? I like reservations. So what if we start looking at our, our fence installations as hey, we've made a reservation for your fence on December the seventeenth. That sounds special, right? So Micah to me, um, 
I'm real passionate about this one, dude. Um, Delta Airlines, American Airlines, Southwest Airlines, they all brag about their own time percentages, right? For me, and Dan knows this about me, dude, I'm a non-negotiable. Like if I say we're coming on this date, we're coming on this date, unless it rains hard on that day or the day before, you know, we're coming on that date. So how do we pull that off? Well, Micah, uh, we work our crews four days a week, period. All right. And those four days are comprised of 10 hour days. And so that's 40 hours. Four days times 10 is 10 hours, 40 hours. Ideally, we want to go Monday through Thursday. If it rains like it did here today, it rained today, Wednesday. It didn't rain Monday. It didn't rain Tuesday. It rained today. So what we decided to do as a company is we're going to work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And so rather than, you know, if we had a five week schedule and it rains today, well, now we're bumping back and it's bumping into next week, potentially. You see what I'm saying? And so for us, we're, we have a buffer built into our schedule for rain days. And we've, we've just built our system, our race car, if you want to call it that, in a way that we can do what we need to do in four days. And if it rains on one of those days, we bump it into Friday. If it rains on two of those days, guess what? Hey, guys, it is a construction job and we're going to work Saturday. Um, a lot of the times, though, we'll, we'll, we will elect to work in rain rather than work Saturday. That's, that's how much we don't want to work Saturday, you know? Um, hey, Dan, we got Rachel Cro- Crozy in the comments from My Salesman, guys. And look, I just want to give a plug to My Salesman. Probably my favorite software. Dan, I listened to you and Joe Everest uh, this morning on My Fence Life talking about your, your top eight softwares. And My Salesman was really high up there on that list. It was number one. Did you go on? <laughs> I muted myself. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I didn't want y'all to hear this. So I muted uh, myself. I like that sound, though. Uh, but I appreciate you turning it down while I was talking. Hey, uh, Dan, we had another comment come in, question come through, but I think it's already been answered in the comments. Guys, Fence Lifers, you guys are on top of the game here, man. Uh, Brian Moppin, gentlemen, hope you are doing well. Uh, he says we're starting to get in the gate uh, fabrication, nothing crazy, mostly roller gates. And double swing gates. I was wondering, what is your go-to resource for gate design and fabrication? Tony Thornton. Yeah. Comment. Yeah, yeah looking at comments. Yeah. There you go. So Tony Thornton has what I call, what I refer to as the gate Bible. All right. Uh, that's what it was told to me as, and it answers all those questions. So uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, you're not going to see this comment from Tony. But look, I was going to say that anyways. Email Tony at fenceconsultinggroup.com. And I guarantee you, say, hey, look, man, we heard, we heard about this on my fence life. We're fence lifers. Can you send us the gate Bible? I guarantee you, Tony will put the gate Bible in your email. So yeah. check that out. Info at Fence Consulting, right? Info. I'm, I'm my bad. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Info at FenceConsultingGroup.com. <laughs> we'll put it in the comments, guys. Um, we have the gate Bible. We got the ASTM book, all that stuff. Guess where I got it from? Tony. That's right. Right? So... All right, so let's talk about this. Um, um, you you kind of oh, pushed me into now, this. Here. Now, now are you ready for me to to move on? I was ready, man. I just had to say what I had to say. So, <laughs> so, so Brad, yeah, Brad, let's talk about Brad's answer to Micah's question. Let's, right. let's go back. So Brad Hedgick, I guess is how you say it. Sure. He commented on the post, and he said, look, probably the biggest issue we all face it, that is scheduling. It's not hard to schedule future product projects. The tough part is mixing in all the repairs and emergencies that are coming in that throw off all your other projects. Yep. So that's 
that that is an issue. And I think Cannon mentioned uh, how he handles that by doing a four day work week. That's right. Right. So yeah. So. <clears throat> So yeah, let me shine, shine some light on this. Um, as far as as far as the uh, managing, what what Brad is saying is, hey, the hard thing is, is is not the schedule part, but it's getting the repairs, those sporadic repairs. Uh, it might be a callback. It might be an emergency. Hey, a tree fell down on my fence. Getting those things um, scheduled and worked in. I, I do have a solution, Dan. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's not hard, you know. And 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 most companies. Um, I'm not just talking about fence companies here. Okay, let's just talk broadly. Um, a lot of companies can charge more a premium. Let's just understand this first. Uh, companies can generally charge a premium for emergency repairs. It's not about gouging or taking advantage, but it's a being able to afford the availability to be ready when that stuff's needed, right? So. Just understand that you know this uh, being making yourself available for these emergency repairs that could be very um, prosperous to you. Um, it could also be just something that that uh, are normal thing. You know, you might have a have have some guys that ain't really doing a whole lot, but when they're needed, they're ready, and you can get a whole lot. You see what I'm saying? So, um, so so what do we do to to manage repairs, um, callbacks, maybe um, uh, emergencies? So. Dan, yes, we run four days a week, and we have four crews. That's If you do the math, that's four days times four crews. That's 16 opportunities is how I would say that. Mm-hmm. Generally, I might only schedule 15 opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so we're leaving one open, usually on Thursday, leaving one open for these things. Now, so what if somebody calls on Monday and has an emergency? Well... You know, I can also tell you this, you know, you, you you may say, hey, look, we're not set up for emergencies or we're not set up for small repairs and we're not set up, you know. Um, but, you know, it's got to be pretty daggum urgent for somebody for it to be an emergency. You know, hey, I can't come today, but I can have a crew out there Thursday, you know. Uh, yeah. But in my, in my line of work, it, it almost works out every time to where like, oh, yeah, we can have somebody out there tomorrow. Almost every time it works out that way. Um, um. When I make a schedule, man, I look at the the weather, you know, and I'm always figuring, you know, we get five days a week. We got 10 opportunities right now because we only have two crews. And I figure eight jobs, you know, eight days of work in a 10 day. And guess what? One crew is going to end up running over a little bit. Something's going to happen. We're going to get some rain and we eat that day up. And if we don't, then I really don't mind calling Miss Susie from next week and saying, hey, we're coming Friday instead of Monday. We're early. Guys are moving faster and we can get things scheduled. Right. Right? But then if I got some repairs and I know I got that day figured in the week, <clears throat> you know, warranty call, whatever the case might be, you know, whatever crew's closest, hey, guys, go ahead and – uh Roll out of there about one thirty, two o'clock. Head on over to that job you did a couple of weeks ago. Lady's not happy with this, um, you know, whatever the case might be, and get that knocked out. And they roll into that off day and get the job done, and we stay on schedule. You know, as for emergency work, we don't get a whole lot of emergency work. Yeah. You know, but we're prepared for that. Most of our stuff is residential emergency work, like uh, 
a tree fell, dogs getting out, hole in the fence. I'll send some guys by there. We buy the black snow fence instead of the orange safety fence. We buy the black. It's called snow fence. It's a little more, uh, it's stronger than the orange because it's made for snow drifts. And we send the guys by there with some T-posts, bang them in the ground, zip tie some to zip tie some uh, snow fence to it, nail it off to the existing fence. Fluffy's not getting out. Now I can go ahead, get you a price, get you scheduled, get you handled, you know? Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. about as emergency as it gets for us. We don't get a lot of uh, emergency stuff. I did have one job that lady lived in a curb, and every time, uh, you know, it would seem like almost every Friday night somebody drove through a fence because mm. she was down the road from a from a bar, and it's kind of the back way. I wouldn't say every Friday, but a good every two months she was calling me. But wow. I think the lady, she finally passed on, and I don't know who's doing the fence stuff now. But I probably replaced the same section of fence, I don't know, 20 times. So it's about, it's as, business. It's about as emergency as it gets <laughs> for us, you know. So, But that's how, that's how we handle it, man. Yeah, I like it, Dan. We just leave a little filler day, and we end up going a little early. And we only do our schedule out two weeks at a time. So it doesn't affect things. Need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you. Yeah, don't overpromise. That, that's probably the main thing. Don't overpromise. Um, people don't like it. You know, nobody likes that. No. Mm-mm. Make a promise that you can't keep. Yep, keep it. People get upset. They don't understand things happen. They don't understand Bob got sick and Billy got sick and you were down to, you know, one crew and or whatever the case might be. You know? Well, they want they want what they want, man. And um it's our job to uh to to to, to deliver, you know. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Uh Dan, I've got a question this time. What's that? Um, so, so John, uh, John sent me a text message today mm-hmm. and, um, there's a little series of text messages going on and, um, John says, Hey man, do you mind telling me, um, about your vendors? Um, where do you buy your fence supplies? I feel like I'm getting smoked on my price. So, um, the, the answer to that question isn't. Where are you buying stuff from? <laughs> well, right? so, yeah, exactly. Why so, are you saying that, right? Yeah, so I respond, and I'm like, um, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, well, what what do you mean? Like, how, how do you know you're getting smoked? You know what I mean? That was my, like, how do you know you're getting smoked? Because, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're bidding out products, which we all do, you know, what's in, uh, hey, um, Lumber supplier X, hey, lumber supplier Y, can y'all price these two jobs which are identical? You know, we're comparing, we're keeping them in check, right? That's what that's what happens. And people do it to us. That's how it works. So, I mean, what makes you think that you're getting smoked? You know, so that's what I that's what I asked him. I said, like, well, why do you say you're getting smoked? You know, his answer was, well, every time uh, this time of the year comes around, people begin to tell me that, hey, I'm going with this other guy. Because he's two or three thousand dollars less than you are, 
Yep, every year. Yep, and every every right, and that's exactly what he said. He he literally said every year this happens. You know, yeah. If this guy would have said this in June, I would have been like, "Hey, what the hell is going on?" Yeah, but he says it in December. It's like, hmm. So you know, I, I said, "Well, look, man, um, I I seriously doubt that." The, the the material cost is is leading to a price difference like that. You know what I mean? If you're if you're talking about residential six thousand seven thousand dollar fences, I seriously doubt the cost of material is going to make a two to three thousand dollar difference. Now, if we're talking about a hundred thousand dollar job, yes, a material uh, buy would make that difference. You know, uh, but if you're talking about residential fence, and he is, you know. Um, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get there, you know? So, so <clears throat> my advice to him, I was like, look, man, here, here's the deal. Um, so I, I gave him a list of my suppliers. I did. I said, look, man, I, I buy from these people, but you know, I'm not saying that I have the Holy grail to suppliers, you know? Um, I did just get signed up with D and D technologies, Dan, and I'm getting some badass hinges, man. They're coming my way. Uh, so I'm hoping by this time, like next month, all my all my gate hardware from D and D. I've got magnet latches. I've got the vinyl gate stainless steel latches. The heavy duty ones coming. Yeah. Uh, I've got butterfly hinges coming. I've got gate stops, gate handles, uh, post latches, all that stuff coming from D and D Technologies real soon. So that was the one I told them about. I was like, hey, look, try to get signed up as a dealer for these people, man. They're freaking. They got great product and great prices. You know. Yeah, I mean, and, and here's the thing, man. Depending on who you are, it's you know, I had the same thing happen to me. I had a lady go, uh, "Yeah, we got a lower price." Oh, okay. Well, how much lower? I mean, what are we talking about here? On a eighty-eight hundred dollar job, they were fifty-six hundred, like thirty-two hundred dollars less. Um, and I know who she went with. It's like there's no way they're buying. How I buy. They go to Home Depot every morning, pick up their lumber. I'm buying sure. truckloads, right? So you know what it is. It's not material. Obviously, my overhead's more than theirs. But $3,200? No. Right. Those guys, all they're worried about is what, Cannon? Making make enough money to pay the bills. I mean, right. that's it. So, oh, the material was $3,000. i am going to pay this guy $200 a day and this guy $200 a day. We're going to knock cash, this out cash, in three days. Cash. Right, cash. We're going to make this in pay, three days. Are you paying, paying these guys cash? Well, no, I'll write him a check. Well, <laughs> same thing, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got 3000 <laughs> in material. I got 1200 in labor. So uh, I'm going to throw 1400 on for me, and I'm happy. Uh, yeah. That's why you're getting beat. Now, that guy... Six months ago, he wasn't doing that. Yeah. That's right. He was actually thinking about paying his bills. That's not paying so, your bills. Yeah. So this time of year, man, um, you, you, you'll see that stuff. And this, if you're a consumer and, and you're listening to the show, hey, guess what? Consumer. Why get time to buy a fence? You know, that's what that's word on the street anyways. <laughs> uh, but, John, you know, what's happening here, it, it's not. Um, you know, can can you get better prices for material? Yes, you know, uh, but be careful with that, first of all, because price, just like in your business, just like in your business, it's no different. Price is not everything, okay? No, it's not. There's, there's good product, there's passable product, and there's stuff that you'd rather not work with. There's also great service. There's 
you know, kind of reliable service. And there's stuff that you just, they're, they're freaking buttholes. And I'd rather not give them my money. I'd rather not deal with their attitudes, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you have all of that stuff, you know, uh, that's why we shop with people like SAS, man. They answer the phone. They send me a quote really fast and my product shows up fast. Why would I change? You know what I mean? Um, am I price checking them? I don't know, maybe, but like, the stuff comes like that's where I want to do business. I want to write a check to as people like SAS, you know, I want to do that stuff, you know, so be careful, um, be careful. And, and I, you know, my advice is like, Hey, loyalty goes a long ways. You know, if somebody believes that you're loyal to them and they like dealing with you and you're easy to deal with and you're not a butthole, you're not calling and saying, Hey, my stuff hasn't showed up yet. You're not, you know, you're planning ahead um, you're calling, you're, 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 you're punctual, you know what you want, you know how to describe it. You know, you, you can just, you can make it happen, right? Well, you're, you're a good customer, you know, you pay your bill on time, like all those things. That's how you start getting better prices, you know. But if you're a jerk, when something doesn't go your way, uh, if you get ill, if you, if you always wait to the last minute to order, uh, you know, if, if, if you're nitpicky and everything comes in, you're like, hey. You always know, asking for favors. Yeah, like no, they're probably gonna charge you more. I mean, that's just how it is, you know. Um, it, but if you do all the right things, you pay your bill, you pay it early, you, you, you help unload the driver as quickly as possible, um, you put your order in on time so that you know they're not trying to load the truck at five o'clock in the afternoon. You know, like just do the little stuff, man. And eventually, they they like you just like you like them, and everybody's happy. Like, hey, man, we do well with this guy, and we want this guy to do well with us, and boom, problem solved. You know. Well, I mean, how many times have we said it? You're like, I don't do business with Stevens Pipe. I do business with Shane. Just so happens he works at Stevens Pipe, right? That's right. (laughs) You know, Um, I had somebody call me a couple weeks ago. So, man, y'all talk about, you know, Susan Worley a lot. And it's like, well, hey, man, that's who I do business with. She just so happens to work for SAS. Well, here's the other thing. SAS is smart enough to hire people like her because it's not just her. It's everybody in the branch. And she know? owns SAS, by the way. Yeah, she's part owner in that now. I think mm-hmm. she's uh, like 49% and Jeffrey's like 51%. She's coming for you, <laughs> Jeff. No. Anyway, but no, man, I mean, it's serious, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the company. That's right. And the company understands who they have working for them. And, and, and it's a relationship deal, you know? So, you know, people are like, oh, I can't believe you do business with Master Halco in, uh, in Alabama. Like, I don't do business with Master Halco. You know who I do business with? I do business with Hal Brown. That's right. And I do business with, uh, with Kayla. She takes mm-hmm. care of me, gets my quotes to me, makes sure I don't miss a truck. If she's got room, extra room on the truck, whatever. I'll have stuff show up, didn't even know it was coming. That's right. That's right. Oh, you had this on. It was paid. We got it to you on Wednesday instead of Friday. I, I do business with those kind of people. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening here with John? Let's talk about this. This um, <clears throat> The way John described this, uh, you know, this is new. Like this whole December, January, like he, this, this happens this time of the year when people are suddenly uh, whooping them, you know, on prices. And so what's happening here? Let's talk about that. So... These people are saying, hey, you know what? The hell with the overhead. The hell with the profit. 
my materials cost this much, just like Dan said. I got to pay this guy this much, you know, to build the fence. Boom, that's my price, you know. And they're doing that just to keep people busy. And what the, the risk of that is, well, you know, you're not factoring in the, the telephone bills or the utility bills or the Internet or the uh, the rent payment or the lease payment or the mortgage or the uh, truck engine. You're not factoring in all that stuff, man, you know, and, and, and they're doing it uh, to keep people busy. And Dan and I, we had a conversation about this earlier. And, you know, will I do that personally? I, you know, if if it gets if it gets slow enough. Maybe because at least what do we say, Dan? Well, at least we're able to make payroll on our direct labor out of this deal. You know, we can at least you know trade money there. Um, but we also have the li- now we have a liability of a fence. You know, like now what if the gate don't work? You know, we sold it. You know what I mean? So we got all these problems now. Like why? You know? Yeah. Um, but the other side is like, you know, if this is a if this is a one or two day hole that I have. And I'm I am managing my schedule. I'm probably going to manage it better in a way that like I, we get more out of it. Like so, hey guys, look, I'm gonna have you stay at the shop these two days, and I've got this project I've been wanting to do. I, I got one right now. I want to put a label on every single item that we have. Not every two by four, but the the bunker, the 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 area where two by fours are. I want there to be a label. Mm-hmm. with a barcode on them, or where the seven foot pipe is, the eight foot pipe, the nine foot pipe. You know, all everything, all these items, I want labels on. Well, who the heck is going to do that? Because everybody's too busy to do it. Well, I think instead of breaking even on a job and, and doing it for, for labor materials, I think I'd rather take a couple of guys for a couple of days and say, hey, look, guys, I'm going to show you how to print labels, how to eliminate labels, and we're going to put these things, you know? Yeah. And we're going to, boom, we're going to actually make our business better so that when we are busy, we can keep up with this stuff, you know? Go do a charity. Say, hey, look, we're not busy today. Instead of breaking even, I'd rather lose $500 and I'm going to take these guys. We're going to go down to the local shelter, the local soup uh, kitchen, and we're going to serve. We're going to serve our community, get our name out there. We're going to do the the right thing and build our community. Dan, you always talk about that. You know, we're not just building fences. We're building communities, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you got to look at this from every angle. And, um, you know, if, if, if it's worth something to you to have a truck out there in the public, well, Send them to a nonprofit. Now you get a truck in a nonprofit and, and people, you know, from, from your company, meaning people from your community, I mean, it's a win, win, win. And you're helping the community at the same time. Like, there's all kinds of things you can do. Yeah, I mean, look, man, we, we got rain know? coming next week. I could be freaking out, but instead, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to have some guys go, hey, we're going to run some more cameras. We we uh we just got a bunch of cameras installed at the yard. We got some more we got to do. We're going to tackle things. We're going to work on we keep production so we know how many feet per man per hour we do. We got some of that to catch up on. Uh we're going to be working on spreadsheets. So I'm I'm kind of welcoming the rain coming next week. You know? We're going to get a lot of things that need to be done before 2023. And who wants to be out there busting their ass like that the week before Christmas, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Here's here's one more thing. I want to I want to elaborate on this, Dan. So, get um, Benji coming to your rescue here. I love Benji. Uh, look here. So, <clears throat> when you're bidding out jobs, look, man. This is we all start this way for the most part. You know, we're we're, we're trades people, and this is how we think. So, we think, all right, 
my materials, my labor, and then my daily operating costs. You know, we all think that way. You know, we take this number and we divide it out by, well, I've got 244 days that I can work this year. And so I'm selling everything from materials, labor, this daily operating cost, and I'm going to make 10%, right? So what happens, though, what happens if you use that model, right? And you get to freaking December and January and February, and you got days where you're not able to work because you don't have the work to go do. What happens then? You know, that's why that's a deadly formula. That's why that that formula is broken and it doesn't help you grow your business because you're trying to capture your overhead and your profit by the day. And sometimes you don't have days because it's raining. You don't have days because it's 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 Christmas. You don't have days because everybody's sick. You don't have days because it's just that damn time of the year. And and that's the way it is, you know. And so uh, if we take instead of worrying about, you know, all these people dropping their price and it's hard. To, like what if we what if we craft a plan? It's, it's a 12 month umbrella. OK. And we already know going into it. We already know going into it. Hey, look, there's going to be 20 days out of this year that we don't get to do anything because it's raining too many times. Uh, we, we've, we've run out of uh, good jobs that work that we want to do. Um, it's January and February and it snowed and the snow never went away. It stayed around for seven days. You know what I mean? Like that stuff is real. It happens. Like if, if we know that stuff happens, why do we not plan for it? You know what I mean? That's crazy. Like, so you take all this stuff in and I'm a, I'm a, I didn't always think this way. Look, Sean King has helped me and Dan, Sean King is here with us next week and we're going to talk about That's what I was getting ready to say, man. Um, you're touching base on what next yes. week's show is going to be about. It's going to be about budgeting for the next year, not just 2023, but how to budget for every year as you're going into it. And, and look, man, I'm guilty of exactly what you're saying. That's exactly how I used to bid my stuff. I take my, you know, we knew about how many days a year we worked. So I take my month, my yearly budget, divide it by those days and make sure they're covered. Well, what happens if you work less days? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, well, so we are switching over to the budget deal. You got to build it on so many days. You got to build it on 85% days, you know. So for us, let's, let's, let's do some math. Let me put my calculator up. So there's 52 weeks in the year. Let's start there. 52. We work four days a week, right? Times four. 52 times four is 208. We have four crews. So 208 times four, I, I, I don't say days. I say opportunities. If it doesn't rain, if it doesn't snow for a week, if 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 uh, if we never run out of, of good jobs in, in February, which hopefully we don't. We usually don't. But it gets tight, you know. We have 832 opportunities but let's say, hey, we know there's a really good chance based on the last five years this happened three times where it snows a whole entire week, right? That happened to you last year, remember? Yeah, exactly. And what could you do? Nothing. You're sitting at home, you know, sledding with the kids, having fun with the kids and the family, but you can't work, you know. <laughs> I'm not working in it. I see people on these Facebook groups, they go out and they shovel the snow. Guess what? I don't know how to do that, so we're not doing that. So 832, and let's say we're only able to work um, 90% of those days. So we take 832 and we go to 748. So now we have 748 opportunities. Okay, Dan, look, let's build a budget, all right, that works off of 748 opportunities rather than 832, 
All right. And that way, when it snows and it's raining or shitty weather or we don't have the right jobs, we're not uptight. We're not anxious. About, oh, we're not out. We're not, we're not. We're not building fence saying no. We're working the plan. Just like kids in school systems, uh, in the further north you go, this is more of a reality. They know there's going to be days where they can't go to school. And so they're allotted so many days out of the year that they don't have to go to school that they can miss for a school day. Now, what would happen if they didn't allot for those days where they could miss for school? Would they just go to school in, you know, six more weeks every year? You know what I mean? Like, come on now. So, guys, we're fence companies. We're companies. We're businesses. We got to think like this. We got to know every year that some of the same stuff happens. You know, we got to plan for yeah. it. That's all it is. Well, look, Sean King's going to help us with that next week. Uh, he's going to be at your place live and in person, so he won't be on camera. He will be sitting next to Cannon. And he will be on camera. I mean, he'll be on my camera. Yeah, he'll be on your camera, not on his own camera in another place. So he's coming down to visit with you to do some training or whatever he's going to be doing. And we're like, hey, this is a great opportunity to get somebody who knows a lot about budgeting and to get on with them and start getting everybody prepped for next year. If you're not already doing it, which I hope you already are. If you're not, hey. You'll know better for next year. You'll start a little now, earlier. Now, now is the best time to start. We are in December, guys. It's December the 14th. Sean's going to be with us next week, which is December the 14th plus 7. 21st. December the 21st. That's right. Uh, hey, what a great time to listen to a smart guy talk about making a budget. Sean's successful. You know, you can like him. You can hate him. You can say he's arrogant. You can say he does everything as far as building a fence wrong. I disagree with you. Just, just for the record, I disagree with you. <laughs> Sean's a business guy, and he's demonstrated and proven that he knows how to grow healthy businesses. So, guys, tune in next week. Let's hear what Sean has to say about writing a budget for a fence company. You know, he knows that in and inside and out. Let's yeah. tune into that stuff. So, man, you got a recap on what we talked about tonight? Absolutely, Dan. You know, I take the best notes out here, bro. <laughs> hey, guys, we talked. <laughs> hey, guys, we talked tonight. This is MFLQA uh, episode number sixty-three. Guys, this will be live. Um, this will be live for you to listen to on podcast Friday morning. Uh, so everything we do on Wednesday happens Friday, and then Monday and Wednesday morning. There's also other episodes that you can listen to that usually Dan and I record, or Dan will record with somebody else. Um, but listen to those little phone calls. Those are those are good, quick listens. Um, if you got to drive to town for 15 minutes or whatever, you got a 15 minute drive, 20 minute drive ahead of you. Those are great times to listen to my fence life the bonus episodes are a lot shorter a lot more to the point uh you'll like them you will like those shows uh but hey dan hey uh fence lifers tonight guys we talked about susan over at sas holding it down in the middle of a tornado um over in baton rouge customers pouring into the door guys uh tony thornton the fence king the Richard Petty, or the Cal Petty, as Dan says, offense. Uh, he was in the comments tonight, guys. If you're looking for the Gate Bible, uh, or if you need ca- any kind of technical information about fence, Tony's a freaking phenomenal resource. Um, Dan said it was info at fenceconsultinggroup.com. Cannon said it was Tony at fenceconsultinggroup.com. Either way, Tony Thornton's not hard to find. He'll help you. Dan is nodding his head. Yes, it's info at fenceconsultinggroup.com. Um Hey, guys, we also talked about scheduling. We talked a lot about scheduling, communicating the schedule 
to your clients? Uh, and what do you do when it changes? How do you keep on top of that? How do you how do you make sure people aren't expecting you and you don't show up? That's a big deal. Uh, scheduling communications. Um, hey, we also talked about uh, if you got a lot of jobs. Like like one of the questions we we asked uh, tonight. He had. 50 to 90 jobs at any given time, it might be time to have a full-time scheduler on staff. Make that somebody's job. Take that off your plate. This is what I need you to do and and make sure they do it. You know, take that off your plate and I guarantee you they'll do it. They'll do it well uh, and people will be communicated and happy and you'll be happy and a little bit less stressed and boom, your company can grow just like that. Um, we also talked, Dan, more about scheduling, scheduling repairs, scheduling emergencies, scheduling warranties and callbacks. How do you do that stuff? When you're so freaking busy, you've got a full schedule. How do you make sure that you have time? Uh, I recommended having a buffer. Don't don't fill your schedule to the max. Leave with some room. You know you need it. It's going to happen. People are going to call you. Trees are going to fall. Uh, a warranty claim is going to happen. You're going to have a callback. Hate it, love it, whatever. It's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. Uh, but Dan, hey, thank you, bro. MFLQA episode 63. Yeah, man. I just uh, took some notes. Great, man. Hey, Fence Lifers, thank y'all for always coming in strong, coming in hot. Uh, If you drank tonight, you know what to do. Don't drink and drive. Do the watermelon crawl. We'll see you next Wednesday with Sean King talking budgets. Bring your notebook, bring your pen, bring your questions. Now's the time to build your business. Thank you, guys. See ya. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast and a special shout out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software this side of the Mississippi. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal Shut It Badass Hitch. And Benji with CleverFox.online, helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. 